Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. When you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Officer Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. for joining you. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers, their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at big savings. Digitexsupplies.ca. Paul McCartney coming to Edmonton September 30th. Announced today at Rogers Place. Brendan, I will not be uh, able, I think... To uh, go to that event because uh, September 29th is the Oilers' last preseason game in Edmonton. It's actually an afternoon encounter, and then we fly that night to uh, to Germany right after the uh, afternoon game on a Saturday. So Sunday the 30th, Paul McCartney coming in to Rogers Place. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now. Oh, so much to get to. Uh, we will discuss a couple different things. Nail Yakupov going to Russia on a two-year deal. Uh, we'll discuss Yakupov, Yesopoliarvi, and a little about what the Oilers still might be working on, if they're working on anything. At uh, 12.15 today, the newest member of the Edmonton Oilers, second tour of duty, Kyle Brodziak. And then at 12.35, a fully interactive segment with you. I'd like to get your thoughts on the Oilers' moves to date so far. You can reach us on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino, who has 
Buck Cherry. Live July 14th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can also text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. You can email the show or it's now at 630chat.com. But the best way to get hold of us, by the way, is to text us on our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. You can tweet us at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and tweet Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. Uh, spoiler alert, England, and maybe one of the biggest games that they've played in a long, long time internationally. Uh, what are we? We're in the round of 16. They're playing Columbia. There's no score. They're nine minutes into the match. As a guy that was uh, brought up in part by an English grandfather who glowingly spoke about the 1966 World Cup and then England tanking a 2-0 lead to West Germany in the 1970 World Cup in uh, Mexico. I can tell you it's been a long time coming for England. And this will not be an easy match today against Colombia. Colombia's good. Uh, is is Hamas playing? Rodriguez? He was I don't the, think he's playing, no. The breakout star of 2014 in Brazil. Didn't exactly light it up with Real Madrid, who, by the way, we're hearing rumors now. Could Ronaldo be leaving Real? Well, we'll wait and see. All right. Uh, Mark Spector will join us on today's edition of Oilers Now for a phone hit. We're moving Mark to in-studio appearances on Thursday. Stoffer Inspector every Thursday in Oilers Now, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, HR8 Live Racing at uh, Northlands this Saturday. So you can text us at 630-630. Former Edmonton Oilers first overall pick, Neil Yakupov. Signing with... Uh, SKA of the KHL. It's interesting with Yakupov. Um, I, I just want to first of all establish he's a pretty good guy. Okay, in many respects, he almost had at times it seemed like a better relationship with some of the media. You'd watch him in terms of the context of the room, and we're not in the room. There's nothing that frustrates me more than guys, and even if it's some of the media guys, and, you know, like Jack and me are on virtually every trip. We're on every trip. We're not in that room. We don't 100% know. But there appeared to be at times, if you watch some of the dynamics that might occur, that Nail was off on a little bit of a, an island by himself. Um, he's a good person. The fact that it didn't pan out so far, he's gone through three NHL franchises now from Edmonton into uh, St. Louis and then Colorado, now to the KHL. I know I talked to people last year from Colorado and they thought he was inevitably headed to the KHL. Uh, you know, for those of you that listen to Oilers now over the year or Oilers launch or total sports, my theory is 75% on a player and 25% on circumstance. So it could be coaching, it could be a manager that believes in you, uh, it could be a personal issue that you're having to deal with, and, and that success or failure is, to me, weighted in that regards. I, I will tell you that when you watch Nail work in practice, he liked to work on what he was good at instead of what he wasn't good at. And he was a little bit obstinate in terms of learning at times. Um, yes, he had a good shot. Did he necessarily always work to find the best spots and the open spots on the ice? I would argue that that's what Alexander Ovechkin does better than everybody else. Yes, Ovi's got a tremendous one-timer. And he finds that spot in the left side half boards, but it's beyond that. He moves around and he, he hits, you know, he, he puts... Uh, Backstrom or Kuznetsov in a position where they can find him in different spots for openings. Um, Nail went through multiple head coaches in Edmonton. He had some initial success with Ralph Kruger. The Oilers 
Craig Matavich decided to make a coaching change, and Nail's career sort of took a bit of a downward turn in that second year. Uh, I mean, he was scratched, what, four games in the year by Dallas Akins. Dallas was looking for a team with greater accountability, or at least that's the impression I was given at that time. Um, and then we went from Dallas Akins to Todd Nelson, where Nail had a little bit of a rebirth. And then under Todd McClellan, and Edmonton simply just got better players. I mean, Connor McDavid, you know, is a generational superstar. And Yak had some initial success with uh, McDavid. McDavid got hurt. And then it didn't end very well for uh, Yakupov and Edmonton. And he was ultimately traded for St. Louis for very little. Um, again, good person. Lots of different factors contributed it to his lack of success at the NHL level. The fact that it didn't happen for him in St. Louis or Colorado might indicate that you know he has to take some ownership of where it was at as well. I will tell you that he was always a pretty decent guy to deal with. And I cannot reiterate that point now. I saw him in St. Louis a couple years ago, and he was a scratch, and he made a point of coming over, and he kind of gave me that look like I'm not sure I'm going to be back in the NHL, and he ended up getting another deal with Colorado. And he was somewhat productive early in Colorado last year as well. Uh, a lot of people are already suggesting that, yes, Apoliarvi is a bit like Neil Yakupov. I would say it's far too premature in that regards to suggest that. Uh, Pugliarvi is, to me, a completely different body type. He's got superior physical uh, abilities to Yak. He's, he's a bigger uh, guy. He's in unbelievable shape. He's going to grow into that body over time. That's why I keep referencing a guy like Blake Wheeler, which drives all the Winnipeg Jets fans nuts. But Blake Wheeler took a long time to develop to be the Blake Wheeler that's now a star player for the Winnipeg Jets. There's something there with Pugliarvi. And it may not happen overnight. And there's some people out there that think, yes, Apoliarvi should just automatically be on the first line with Connor McDavid and on the first power play unit. There were times last year that that occurred with, yes, Apoliarvi, and he was right in the spot that McDavid was going up the ice in uh, and in his lane. And uh, I, I would suggest that there, you know, there's going to be some coaching that's going to need to take place with Yessa to maximize the talent that's there. I also think he played some of his best hockey in a third-line uh, role with Ryan Strom, who took ownership to a certain degree with Paul Yarvey, much like Derek Roy did with Neil Yakupov when Todd, Nellen, uh, Todd Nelson came in as head coach. And I would even argue that Jujar Kara played well with Paul Yarvey and Strom. And that's maybe a third line that could have some success, create some matchups against some third-pairing defensemen, and in time, Pugliarvi will take on greater responsibility, but not something that has to happen right away. Far too early to give up on the prospect that is. So that's my take on that. You can text us at 630-630. That said, I do think it's important that Paul Yarvey starts to have some traction. He's a right wing. The Oilers have another right wing in Kyler Yamamoto. They're almost the same age. They're within, what, a half a year of one another. Uh, I, I think at this stage of the game, Yamamoto has already, to a certain degree, illustrated that he has the processor needed to play in the National Hockey League, though he certainly doesn't have near the physical tools of a guy uh, like Yessa Pugliarvi. In a perfect world, Pugliarvi and Yamamoto in two years from now are the Oilers' top two right wings. In a perfect world. But there's going to need to be a lot of work done in order for that to happen. Brendan, uh, would you be against bringing in a 14th forward? No. More competition, the better, I would say. More competition? 
I mean, yeah, there are a lot of question marks still on this roster. So I think the fact that uh, you have guys competing for spots, why wouldn't that be a good thing? Yeah. What I, type of player are we talking here? A veteran type well, guy? Well, I, I, uh, I put five names out last night. And the five names I put out, Tyler Innes, who's a, a skilled guy. He's uh, had some concussion issues, banged up a bit the last three years. I did talk to Bruce Boudreau in Dallas. He's actually had a dinner with him on the Wednesday night when we were there. Uh, and he told me that Innes, he thought Innes had a pretty good final close to the final quarter of the season. Uh, but he ended up being a cap casualty. Uh, Scotty Upshaw, who's a quick, competitive player. He can kill penalties. He brings some energy to your team. Anthony Duclair, who's certainly fast and has an offensive dimension in his game. Uh, but there's some concerns about you know baggage and that sort of thing with Duclair. Lance Boma, who plays uh, very hard. Uh, and he, too, has had some injury issues over the last couple of seasons. Got really banged up in Calgary a couple of years ago. And then Jason Chimera is a great guy. He can still skate. So those are five names that I mentioned. One of the guys that I mentioned was Scotty Upshaw, and he played last year at the St. Louis Blues. He's still looking for work. All five of those players, Innes, Upshaw, Duclair, Boma, and Chimera, all looking for some work right now. A guy who will be with the Edmonton Oilers for the next two years, his second tour of duty. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Joins us right now. We welcome uh, to uh, Oilers now, Kyle Bradziak. Kyle, it's Bob. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, interesting how things worked out. Why was Edmonton the right fit for you in terms of uh, returning to Northern Alberta here in oil country? Uh, well, I think a couple of reasons. Um, you know, I think for the family side of things, it's it, 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 kind of made sense uh you know my boys are, are starting to, to get to the age where uh you know being around family and being around uh people close to us is is pretty important and uh you know i think that's that that definitely played a big factor um you know on the in the hockey side of things um you know i think you know being the age that i am i i know i only probably have a, a, a few years left to play and uh, i still don't have a Stanley cup so um, you know, I think joining this team is, is pretty exciting. Uh, when I look at the, the roster and the, the potential that the lineup has, is uh, is definitely something that was uh, very intriguing for me. Well, certainly the center position as well. I mean, you've got this guy named McDavid. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how often you, you would have played against him when you had to kill penalties, but uh, uh, just a thought on how unique of a, it starts there when you have that guy on your team. So he's now your teammate. What was it like playing against him? Uh, well, it's pretty difficult. Uh, just uh, just the, the speed and, uh, you know, the speed alone is, uh, is off the charts. And then you see the way he handles the puck and has his head up. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, aspects to his game that, that make it very difficult to play against. And, uh, yeah, it, you know, being on the other side, and, uh, you're very aware every time that he's on the ice. So, uh, yeah, to be on his team now is, uh, is pretty exciting. And I'm, 
I'm looking forward to having a chance to be able to watch him every day, whether it be a practice or in games. Uh, just to you know, to be able to watch him every day is is going to be pretty uh, pretty awesome. We're joined by Kyle Brodziak, who returns the Edmonton Oilers for a second tour of duty. He was a seventh round pick back in 2003. Willed himself to the National Hockey League, uh, exceeded the expectations of uh, some know-it-all broadcasters who are never wrong or often wrong, depending <laughs> upon who, they, who you talk to. Uh, but but it, I got to tell you, by the time they moved you to Minnesota, I was kind of like, "What are you doing? Like this guy's just getting right in the." Right, but you had you've had a good career, right? You've had the five years and many. You go to St. Louis for a few years there, uh, really kind of define yourself as a you know a, a penalty killing uh, bottom six forward but that being said you know you you had a bit of a an, an offensive uh surge last season five on five especially anything specific as to why you and scotty upshaw especially on that line seem to create some offense yeah i, I well i think with scotty we uh we that was uh, i believe the third year we played together uh and we we i think right off the bat we we had chemistry together um, you know, just the two, I guess, older guys playing together. We kind of fed off each other. And, uh, we both like to play, uh, the game with, uh, you know, with a pretty high energy level. So, uh, yeah, we definitely, we definitely played well together. But I think last year for me personally, I just, uh, you know, I'm not sure. I think there was a few factors that went into it. Uh, you know, I felt, uh, very strong physically. Uh, I felt like that was, Last year was probably one of the, you know, going into the season, one of the, uh, you know, the best I felt physically, and I, I think that helped. That helped my overall game. Uh, I started to build a, uh, some confidence early on in the year, and um, and I was able to uh, sustain it all year long. Uh, so I think overall, last year was probably, um, you know, probably one of my better seasons in, in the NHL that I've had in a long time, and uh, you know, it was something that. Uh, you know, you find something to build off of, and and you stick with it, and I think that's what uh, you know. That's what helped uh, the confidence level grow throughout the year. You had options to return to St. Louis. A couple other options around the league. You chose Edmonton. You want to win. They're a really good team. A couple of years ago, they struggled last year. Your team to me was a conundrum, uh, Kyle, because we went in there. Geez, I think it was in November. Okay, and the yeah. Oilers got. Pounded you guys lit Edmonton up. I mean, it was. I think you won eight to two or eight three in that game, and you guys were first place in the West, and you might have even been leading the overall standings in the National Hockey League. What happened in the second half? Like, because I mean, you were you guys looked like world beaters at that stage in the season. Yeah, uh, you know, I think there's there's uh, definitely a, a few things that happened uh we came into december like you said we we're on top of the league um you know it almost felt like you know for our team the game was easy uh we were going out there and we were uh just rolling over teams scoring tons of goals um and then i think you know it was right around december we started running into a, a little bit of injury trouble uh which really shouldn't be an excuse uh, you know every team goes through it but um while that was happening, I think uh, you know we 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 started not being able to score goals anymore. Uh, we were having a real tough time for a couple months uh, scoring goals as uh, as a group, and uh, and then I think when when that started happening, uh, it started putting a lot more pressure on your goalies. Uh, 
uh, a lot more pressure on you know the defensive side of the game, uh, and I think that uh, you know that just kind of snowballed, and we really struggled with that for for a couple of months, and uh, you know then we we get to you know kind of closer to the trade deadline, uh, we started turning it around a little bit, but I don't think that uh, you know I don't think that our GM felt that it was enough to to warrant making some moves to help us out and. Uh, yeah. Then the rest of the way, we uh, you know we started to find our game back a little bit. Uh, you know, after after the trade deadline, made a little bit of a push to to get close to to being back in the playoffs, and then unfortunately fell just a, a little bit short the last game of the year. Well, uh, two years in a row, you guys in a position where you can make the playoffs, and you traded Shattenkirk two years ago and Stashney uh, last year. I mean, that you know, sometimes those those sort of things are tough to overcome. We're joined by Kyle Brozjak. Kyle, you improved your face-off percentage. You're up like almost fifty-three percent last year, and you're a career fifty percent guy. Did you do? Was it the new rules? Was there something that changed that made you better in the circle last season? Uh. No, I, I don't think I, um, I don't think the rules really affected much. Uh, maybe made it a little more fair because uh, there, there, you know, there are a lot of guys out there who, who try to take every little advantage uh, that they can. Uh, but the rules definitely, um, you know, that might have made it a little more fair for everybody. Where every face-off you're going into it. And, you know, it's going to be, you know, guys aren't timing it. You know, it's going to be a fair drop and. Uh, um, you know, I think just the overall feeling of, uh, you know, how I felt physically, uh, you know, I felt stronger. I felt, uh, you know, just, just all around better in my, uh, with my, uh, you know, with my body. And I think, you know, that, that helped, uh, you know, the confidence part of it, uh, grow as well. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good year in the face-off thought and I, there was maybe a few little, uh, little triggers that I picked up on that I that I stayed with that I'll, I'll continue to grow on and, and hopefully I can be even better in the dot next year. Well, and along the way, maybe assist uh, Ryan Strom, uh, who was about 45% last year. Uh, Leon was very good. He was over 55%. And, uh, you know, obviously Connor's, okay. Connor's got, uh, it's about the only part of Connor's game that's not excellent at this stage is in the face-off circle. A final question for you, and it's a scouting report. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, about Scotty Upshaw. He's he's a guy out there looking for a job. Uh, do you still think he can play in the NHL in a, in a support role as a bottom six forward and kill some penalties? Oh, yeah. I definitely think he can still play. Uh, I know he had a, a few injuries towards the end of the year, but uh, but he plays the type of game that, uh, you know, that's, that's hard on your body. Uh, when you, you know, he, he plays with such a high energy level, uh, he plays very physical. Uh, he's not the biggest guy, but he hits like a truck. Uh, he can still skate out there. He can still make plays. Um, yeah, I definitely still feel like he's got a spot in the NHL, and and, and hopefully he'll get it. Somewhere. All right, Kyle. I can tell you there are a lot of people uh, in the Oilers organization excited that uh, you committed to coming here for a couple years. We look forward to uh, uh, touching base with you, and, and I'll and I promise I'll only do eight or ten interviews with you during the course of the season. We'll try to limit, <laughs> limit it to that. Okay. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Well, I'm excited to be back. All right, great stuff. Thank you for your time, Kyle. Take care. You, you bet. Thanks right. a lot. You bet. That's Kyle Brodziak of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. What a career he's had. And just kept, you know what, kept getting better.
like never stopped working on his game and improved his uh, face-off percentage by 3% uh, this past season. All right, when we come back, we'll get to NHL today, and then we'll hear from you. The Edmonton Oilers uh, bringing in Brodziak, bringing in uh, Tobias Reeder. Your thoughts on those acquisitions, uh, and then maybe a little about uh, Yakupov and Paul Yarvey as well. We'll open up a River Creek Resort Casino hotline, 780-496-0063. After a global news weather traffic update, Eileen Bell. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca.